going on guys? My name is Ross Rosson Third, your host on the Market Podcast. And on this episode, we get to speak with Daniel Badensky. Just a short bio on Daniel. Daniel has started over seven tech companies as well as an amazing curriculum through his company called Purpose. Now this curriculum has impacted over a million students K through 12 and its mindset is developing purpose and a sense of understanding to be able to handle life's problems such as anxiety, stress, depression, all that good stuff. He is changing the world. Not only has Daniel done all those amazing things, but he has also spoken in live events to over 250,000 plus people and has connected with many government leaders throughout the world throughout his life, changing the lives of many, everything from building wells in other countries to help people you know, get water to changing kids' lives. I'm really excited for you guys to meet Daniel Wodensky and to hear his story. Let's go ahead and dig in, but don't forget guys, you gotta like it, you gotta comment, and you gotta share it to all your friends. Come on, it's that easy. All right, let's go. What's going on, Daniel Wodensky? How you doing today, brother? Doing good. That's Glad awesome. Heck yeah. And you know, man, when I thought about people to come on the podcast, I knew you were going to come on, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I've been waiting for this moment. For, you've been waiting for this moment. I love it, man. How are you doing, though, by the way? How's life? Good. Uh, really excited about some of the initiatives happening. Our company, um, Purpose Prep, recently was sold. So I, you wow. know, you know, I've, I founded and built a company with an amazing team and mm-hmm. obviously kudos to my team. I think it's one of the most important aspects of, of, of having and finding success mm-hmm. is doing what you love to do, doing it with people you love to do it with, right? Mm-hmm. And actually having fun and having passion for what you do. But uh, we just kind of had that exit. I came on board and stayed with the company. Uh, Silver Lake is wholly owns Well North and Well North owns Edgenuity and they were our greatest partner and they purchased us. Wow. Uh, we grew this thing, our team, all the way up to a million students having access to the curriculum. My That's whole awesome. life, Ross, you know it. You've been there when I was uh, you know, leading a young adult group. You were mm-hmm. one of the leaders. Yeah. It's amazing what can happen with your life when you when you actually make a resolution and have a conviction. And so uh, awesome. you know, three kids married and now just excited about the next journey and finishing this journey off. And so uh, really excited for this year. That's awesome, man. And I'm happy to see you thrive right now. Like you, you guys are doing so great. You know, the kids are beautiful. The wife, you, you and Ezzy are just crushing it. And uh, I think you guys just recently got a new house too. I've been watching the renovations. Not yep. that I'm Facebook stalking you, but hey, when I see remodels, I'm a real estate agent. I got to jump in, right? That's right, dude. We, we, we will maybe never get the money we're putting into that. <laughs> My whole life, you know, we never did anything to our homes. And really laser focused and organized financially and now mm-hmm. finally getting to fulfill some dreams and promises I've made to my family and now getting to actually, you know, make a, make a home, right. And make a That's dwelling awesome. place, making a place where people can come and they can be inspired. And there's, you know, artistic art and there's, you know, this, I've always desired to have a place where people could come in and be inspired. Right. Exactly. And there's something about esoteric art and eclectic uh-huh. art that gets people into different thinking patterns, dimensions. Uh, so we're going to we're do some wacky stuff in the basement. It's going to oh be, Oh my awesome. gosh. And you, you go all with those lights before, before I jump in, I actually want to give people a little backstory about YouTube. And I, and, and I do want to go into that, like setting the mindset and all that stuff in this podcast. Cause this is exactly what it's about. And this is the perfect place. Um, but okay, so a little bit about yourself, Daniel. Um, you've done everything from getting getting an accounting degree, right? I mean, you yeah. had that under your belt. You dominated that uh, sector. Then you went on. Um, you did a lot of things in you know ministry. Uh, you know, not, not even beyond that. But you took ministry. Then you went off in under other countries and did you know 
hundreds, hundreds of thousands of people with speaking engagements. I mean, throughout yeah. your course, <laughs> connecting with, with business leaders. I mean, I remember at the time when I first knew you thinking, how does this guy build these relationships, right? Um, and I think that's what I love about you the most, Daniel, is you, you are always very keen to building a relationship and finding out how you can give rather than you can receive. Um, but tell me a little bit more about your business other than just, you know, those things, right? I mean, you've obviously done an amazing thing impacting kids' lives. Um, you, you said you're at a million students now? Uh, well over a million students have well access over. to the curriculum now in wow. 43 different states, over, I think, wow. 1,200 schools or 1,000 schools, yeah. And so the, for the listener to understand what Daniel's talking about, um, and I'm sure you'll dive in more, but you basically, from scratch, you created a curriculum that would help kids mm-hmm. um, be able, and not only kids, but young adults too. I mean, let's teenagers, right? I mean, going into yeah. the working world, um, how to discover their purpose, correct? That's uh, right. and, and, and really, you know, you filled a gap that really wasn't there. And, that, and that's what I was fascinated about and kind of what I want to center this podcast about around. So what's cool is, is Ross, you're in the curriculum, right? Mm-hmm. You guys yeah. talk a lot about your past. And I think every person, no matter your upbringing, your religion, your beliefs, uh, your, your family, whether you're poor, wealthy, middle class, everybody has to come to a place of finding their why, finding who they are. Mm-hmm. how they wake up every day and justify giving effort towards life and how much effort they give and in what areas of their life they give. And really a lot of that goes back to their belief about what's possible for their life. And so mm-hmm. you can't outperform what you believe. And one of the things that I believe is I believe that I, if, if I was here, I believe that value is, is when people see money, money is an outcome of value, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a lot of value, not to get money, but because also one of the things you get out of value when you provide value for others is it makes you feel valuable and that your time here on this earth is actually impacting other conscious souls and other human beings. And so when it, when Purpose started, it was all about legacy. It was never about money in the beginning. It was it, There was a shift where it actually became, how do we make this a valuable company? But a lot of what we did was just outperforming, was you know under-promising, over-delivering, and making people's lives better. And we created this curriculum because there's, you know, in my life, in my past, I was depressed in high school. I was suicidal, but not a lot of people knew that. I was raised mm-hmm. in a great family, but that wasn't a depiction of my family's upbringing. That was a depiction of every single person in the evolution they have to go through. And so wow. we developed this curriculum that helped young people have access to hundreds of incredible minds like yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, we had everything. And by, the, everything. Go and by the way, I was honored to come on here and, and be a part of that curriculum. I mean, you did an outstanding job. The questions you asked and how we answered them, it was off It was off the charts. People so, yeah. talk about you all the time, too, just so you know. Oh, so, God. You that redhead kid that was really <laughs> real You tell us. Oh, how- my gosh. So your story has really made a profound impact on people's lives. Do you talk openly about your story and everything that you've gone through in your past? Yes, and it's somewhat, somewhat. Look at every, the level of dysfunction that every human being has to experience. It doesn't matter if it's this much dysfunction or this much dysfunction. If it's mm-hmm. your life, it feels like this much dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is you, like what I wanted is I wanted other people to see other people for who they really were. Cut the BS. You know, you said that, you know, relationships, my thing, it's because transparency and authenticity are something I fight for. I don't always win that battle, um, but I always go back to that foundation. And that's what's made me successful in my relationships is I deeply want other people to feel safe, to feel connected. And I want everybody to win. I believe that everybody can win. And so we developed this curriculum where people would share their stories and in a very topical focused way. And since then, I mean, tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of kids 
their lives are transformed. Their relationship, they'll say for the first time ever, I have a reconciled relationship with my mom and dad or their boyfriend or girlfriend or new husband or new wife. Uh, people that are saying sorry and learning how to say sorry for the first time. People that have drug addictions that are actually being open and honest about these things. Kids that are suicidal saying that this program's kept me alive. Wow. Uh, we found a distributor at Genuity, an incredible company. One of the, I believe one of the number one best companies in the industry for education and ed tech. They distributed that curriculum and just the testimonies and the stories of kids' lives, teachers' lives, social workers, counselors. And we've really set something into motion that will be in existence for the next several decades in education. It's called social-emotional learning. And so my journey is a journey of failure. Mm -hmm. I'm a complete failure. I'm completely off. My ideas are wrong. They're not accurate. They're misplaced. (laughs) They're not – they're not – it's like just be realistic. They're not realistic. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that that's the exciting thing is like – you know, to see something really work is the journey of the entrepreneur mm-hmm. is you're not doing it to uh, you're doing it to be right, but you're doing it to create something that you really believe in, because I believe you'll run out of passion way earlier than you'll run out of money. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that when you know where money is, money is actually cheap. Wow. Um, and when I say money is cheap, I mean, it's easy to get access to, but can you multiply it for the person that gave it to you? And that's the honor, the integrity. And sometimes you can't, sometimes you do fail, right? And sometimes you do get handed a piece of humble pie. But do you believe? Do you have Mm -hmm. conviction? And that's why I believe that, you know, purpose. And you know my journey. I started a nonprofit called Compassionate Touch. And any person that listens to this that was a part of that, Mm -hmm. uh, that made me everything that I am. We traveled Mm -hmm. the world. We did missions. but We did philanthropic stuff. We We built schools. We built water wells, homes. We distributed water filtration systems, leadership books. I mean, every everything you can imagine. And um, every part of that experience traveling to 30 countries, it's like uh, I've learned that every person in my journey has somehow, interestingly enough, random people have come back into my life. Mm-hmm. Other people, it's like so honoring those relationships and honoring your story and honoring who you've been and who you are now today. That's just something that the world doesn't let people be. Mm-hmm. Right. They pull up video past with someone to say, oh, look, it's like, just like honor yourself, accept mm-hmm. what you've been, accept who you are. Don't not tell your full story. And, uh, and look at, you know, I think my life is a, is a short testimonial of just total humility, bro. I do not mm-hmm. deserve to be where I'm at today. Yeah. I do not believe I deserve it. It's like people, oh, you deserve it. It's like, yeah, yes. And no, it's like, I yeah. didn't why was I born here and there? And why were they my parents? Why right. were they my sisters and brothers? And why did Ross let me come on the show? And why did he? It's like, I am, it's the people of life, you know? So yeah. that's well, and, I love, and I love your mind. And it's it's, it's fun to watch you because uh, normally our, a lot of our conversations are not on video, but we're always on the phone. And, we're, and I know you're pacing like I am in your house or wherever you are talking. So to watch you navigate and talk about this is fun. And, and of course, I'm going to rebuttal and say, well, you, you do deserve it, right? Well, only yeah, because I, do. Yeah. I, I know the, the work sacrifice. that you put, the sacrifice, yeah. right? You know, that's the thing that no one understands behind the scenes. You know, they see the life that we well, we have, right? I mean, we live great yeah, lives and, and, and they see the things that, you know, come with it, but they don't understand the, the FaceTime calls to the kids, you know, while your wife's putting them down and they're crying because they want you home and you can't be there um, because you're, you're constantly going. So I guess, tell me this, um, and this, we can kind of lead into our next question. You know, you're not just an entrepreneur, but you label yourself as a serial entrepreneur. And, and and for those of you that don't know what a serial entrepreneur is, is basically, from my understanding, is you build businesses and kind of keep going, right? Like onto the next, onto the next, onto the next. Um, now you've built over what seven tech companies, 
correct? Uh, actually, how many I've built and succeeded or built and failed? <laughs> okay, built and succeeded. Probably a good, there's probably a good in the last decade, probably literally 35 ideas that were brought to life, invested into, qualified, and whether they wow. succeeded or failed, that's probably the number, seriously. So, wow. so 35, and, and, and now, yeah. I mean, you, and let's just say like this is a qualified product, your purpose, mm -hmm. and this took off. So if you added that to the list, that's 36 tries for one thing yeah. really to take off. And I think that's yeah. really important to highlight. So tell me at this. Massive scale at massive scale. Yes. Because some yeah. of the things I let die because they mm. weren't going to scale at the level that I wanted to. And I was being honest and my potential outgrew the potential of the company. And I needed to be willing to shed that skin. And that was really freaking hard to do, man. Mm. But, you know, you have to do it when you have to do it. You have to make a commitment to yourself, not the thing you built, you know. Well, and how, tell me this. So how do you recognize that and be able to separate yourself from the emotion? Because I know a lot of people, yeah. they'll, they'll find themselves in a good idea and they want to see it all the way through. How do you, yeah. how do you put yourself you, off? So you, one of the things is I think there's a sense of this word that's going to become very popular and it's around this idea of consciousness. And I think mm -hmm. what consciousness is, is there's three ways to practice it. And there's an incredible guy who actually talks about this, but it's non-judgment, non-resistance, and non-attachment. Mm -hmm. So the non-resistance part, when you feel in your heart that you're supposed to do something and close something down and you've made a commitment to do whatever you know you need to do in your heart, then don't resist that feeling and that thought. And when you do, you're just limiting and elongating the timeline to you fulfilling mm. something even greater. That's maybe good. it's not as big, but maybe it's more fulfilling. Maybe it's not as fulfilling, but maybe it's bigger, but mm. don't resist it. Okay. I think, and same thing, when people come into your lives, don't be so regiment sometimes to not make room in your calendar. Don't resist things. You got to really be in that, that. That's a flow state. You got to be state, yeah. to be in flow state. You have to be balancing. You have to be trusting yourself. You have to be willing to make the mistake and not look back and be judging. And uh, the second thing is judgment. And so I think that you can't think about how other people are going to judge you when you stop being a version of you that they no longer understand. I always say that you will always outgrow people's understanding of who you are. And it's whether or not you're willing to be your authentic self and let them judge you. Because if you live your life like that, you're going to actually live the life other people expect from you rather than being that. So the judgment piece is like when you outgrow yourself, when you outgrow what other people believe you to be, when you outgrow your idea, you can't judge it, man. Just freaking let go. So let many go. We judge so much. And we judge ourselves. We judge how other people judge us. We judge how we think other people will judge us. We judge it's so twisted and judgment. These are, so that's a judgment and then not attachment. <clears throat> you know, the biggest thing is when I had to shut down my one company, compassionate touch that, you know, that was the nonprofit that actually happened this last year. Um, the company was like life changing. I called our donors. We did all this amazing stuff. And what I learned is, is like, you know, uh, I was so attached to that company that I couldn't let go of it. And that was okay. And look at no judgment. Like it was okay. Like yeah, it's okay to fail. Every every season, one, yeah. You know, and this is cool if anyone really, it's like I would show up in the office every day and cry. I'd cry because wow. I couldn't let go. I would actually open up our books that our creative director built and uh, and I would look through the memories and I would cry because these people in my life and the people that we impact and the places that we went, I couldn't let that go. Um, wow. But there's also a sense of that's okay. So, but now I've learned to be less personal in the sense of being attached and less personal to the ideas and more personal in the ways that it matters. Right. And mm -hmm. I think those are the ways that, that really have really led to, you know, to answer your question, it's those three things that have really allowed me to create iteration cycles. Mm -hmm. And so when you're qualifying a deal, I think there's a major difference between a serial entrepreneur and an entrepreneur. Try not to be something you are not be who you're supposed to be in that moment. There are times in my life I was just an entrepreneur. 
wow. a couple ideas, one or two, and that was good. Anything more than that, you can put yourself in an unhealthy thinking pattern. You can become depressed. You can have anxiety. You could actually let in thoughts that you should never let in. Yeah. You could be mistreating people you say you love. So, well, not season. Go ahead. Sorry. People, people probably see me laughing and they're like, why is this guy laughing? And it's only because I can relate. Like when I hear you say those things, because that's what happens. We overstrain ourselves so many times, you know, we right. have these, and I know you're the same way. We get an idea and we want to run with it. And, you know, I will say this though, from knowing you 10 years ago, to knowing you now, whenever I come to you with an idea or, hey, Daniel, I have this, you literally like you have the wherewithal of slowing me down back down to say, hey, let's actually see if this aligns with where you're going. Right. Because that's what you're saying, that all that matters. You know, it doesn't right. matter, you know, what happened yesterday. Who are you today? And, right. and, and being able to identify with that. That's massive. And, and even like you just said, like, so, you know, to me, the entrepreneur is the entrepreneur, the serial entrepreneur is the person that has lots of ideas and is executing on lots of things. You might be executing and qualifying seven different business opportunities or 10 different business opportunities and investing time, money, getting the lawyers, opening bank accounts, getting credit cards. You might be doing that, getting your EIN number, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And the difference between all the stuff that you just connected with is the fact of that you're talking to other people. So to me, it's like when you talk to other people and they say this idea sucks, if you believe them, then you don't believe the idea rocks. That's right. If you think the idea rocks and they That's say right. it sucks, your conviction deepens in your belief. That's and right. So when people trash your thoughts and trash your ideas, I mean, look how many big companies have been built and how many other billionaires said that was not possible three years before, one year before, passed up investing in that company because they said it was ridiculous. See it on Shark Week all the time. Agreed. And then again, here's the big here's a big caveat to everything. Are you having fun or are you just trying to create some other lifestyle you saw? Mm, Do good. what you want in your heart. Go create intellectual property. Go work for someone. But whatever you do, don't be an entrepreneur. Don't be a senior entrepreneur. Don't go work for someone if you're not being true to yourself. And it's like, and don't go, don't try to be an entrepreneur if you are meant to work and serve another company and that's where you thrive. And don't go work for a company if you're meant to go be an entrepreneur it's like you gotta stay in the flow state yeah and, and you have to just test like you ask a question it's like how do you do it it's like you just have to test things out man wow. like i said no to a full-time accounting position outside of college i had three offers one of them was the top uh top 10 in the country one of them was top four and then one of them was number one of the top number one accounting firms in michigan it's like i i had to say no to that and that was scary you know but it's like i'm so glad i remember that, that. I do remember that because you talked about it openly. I mean, yeah, you took you literally, you took a position that was lower. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you're about you know at that time. I don't think you were engaged to Izzy yet, but you were. You definitely, it was in the works, right? I mean, you were. Bro, I got engaged to Lizzie when I was making like I think it was like eighteen or twenty four thousand dollars a year. Yeah, exactly. Driving so, your uh, what was that? You had a Prius at the time, I right? The blue Prius. I still have the blue Prius. I, I that's <laughs> not see, guys. So for those of you that are listening and want the slow claim to fame, Daniel, I will tell you, is this the real deal of hey? I don't need to look rich to be rich, or I don't, you know, you just are who you are, you know, through and yeah. through. And and that challenged me even, you know, in a lot of seasons of my life because let's face it, you know, a lot of time in our early relationship, we did have more of a hands-on mentorship. You know, I. Yeah. Uh, through, through exchange and some other things that we went into. But um, a lot of those same characteristics, I mean, you've carried out throughout your whole life and it, and they have challenged me and mine, right? Do I really need to get same, the, same you know, bro. you know, do you know and what I mean? To each his own, right? To each his own. Like if your thing is about flexing and showing and doing like, that's cool. Like I'm a really weird person. Like 
I like to buy weird crap and they're like $4 trinkets that sit in my desk and they <laughs> totally give me the dopamine release that you need and that you need a Ferrari or you need a big house yeah. for. And that's cool. And there's no judgment to anything, whether you do it or not. But it's like, I, I'm in this place where literally what, what gets me off in life and what I get excited about is building things that, that impact other people's user experience in life. That's awesome. If I can do that, like it just like, and if I can automate everything else in my life, I, mm -hmm. I just love that. It just makes me so happy. And I always, <laughs> I always say like, don't do what you're doing to be right. But when you're right, it sure is freaking nice. Mm -hmm. And so do what you're doing to be authentic to yourself and build something unique and build something special and business is art. You know what I mean? Like do what you're doing because you deeply know and you no longer say I'm not creative. If you say you're not creative, there's a paradigm shift in your life where, you know, something is trying to tell you you are and you're resisting something. It's mm, like you good. are creative. You're an artist. It's like whether you're painting or whether you're telling or whether you're building or whether you're writing, you're an artist, right? So That's those right. are different thoughts, but I'm like, uh, and I, again, I've seen the same things in your life. It's like mm -hmm. this podcast that you started is going to just completely wreck your life. It's going to be awesome because you're going to take this stuff that you hear from all these people and you're going to test it out. Well, and, and, you, and you know, the main reason why I started this podcast, and, and a lot of people don't even know this, uh, but when I was, I was not in a good place in my life about four years ago. I literally, I had nothing, I, you know, uh, and I, I think literally I was so broke. I had to charge my car, my phone out in my car because the electricity went down in my house. <laughs> I couldn't pay the bills. But the reason why I tell you that story is because what I would do when I had a charged cell phone is I would listen to all of these people talking about success, talking about, you know, what they did to get to where they were. And I go, you know, man, that's what makes me feel so happy is being able to give back to people, you know, value talking with right. you and, and hoping that, you know, this, and I know it will, this is going to change someone's life. And, and yeah. for me, that's, that's part of my purpose, right? Um, you know, and, and that's what I love about being able to have this uh, talk with you is because that's what we're talking about. Purpose, direction, being able to, you know, right. know, know yourself ultimately. So Dan, right. tell me this. Okay. Um, you find your purpose. Well, okay. Let's rewind even back even farther. How does somebody begin to find their purpose? Because this is the thing that I'm realizing. The more and more I get older, I'm realizing that more people start to settle. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's the fact of life. It's you know, natural. You have kids. You want to have the four hundred one k save the life and you know life insurance, the healthcare, all that good stuff. But we forget about our purpose, and it's it's it's, it's it. It's sometimes it seems like we're just walking around like zombies. Right. So if someone's in that state right now, you know, what would you say? Hey, these are some practical tips, or even your own experience. Like, how do you get out of that funk to find yourself to where you need to be? And then, what do you do once you get there? So, the, so you can break it up if you want. Yeah. So the interesting thing about equilibrium is the fact that you have this other idea, this actual mathematical equation called entropy in life, which essentially everything moves from chaos into, uh, sorry, order into chaos. That's what entropy is. Everything moves from order into chaos. And that's literally mathematical. It's, it's a mathematical formula of the universe, right? If something's very hot, it's going to go to very lukewarm something very cold, everything's moving from order into chaos. So also this thing called uh, negonentropy, which is basically the very opposite of that, which says that you have the ability to control entropy, but it's actions, right? It's like, if you leave your house, it's just going to get dirty and rats are going to come into it and cats. And so, but if you clean it and you make sure you shut the door when you leave, you can actually maintain a great house. It's like, so to me, how do you find purpose in your life? You just can't freaking stop. 
Mm. You have to be relentless. And this is the other difficult thing because nothing's so many people. There's like one sided, one dimensional answers. It's like, well, you've got your marriage with your wife. You've got your relationship with your kids. You've got your relationship with your mom and dad, maybe brothers and sister. Maybe you've got this friends group. You've got a colleague group. You've got your business. You've got your mental life. You've got your spiritual life. If you di- if you actually di- if you diversify them that way, you have all, you have your physical life. Right. Like right now, my physical life, my body, what I put into it, how I eat working out that is very entropy right now like it is like Mm -hmm. i've got to fix that but then there's also like this purpose part the purpose part is like at the center of each one of those and then i also think it has its own kind of ecosystem in your life Mm -hmm. and i think the only way to do it is to just test and iterate Mm -hmm. it's like you have to sometimes you have to use very basic things like writing goals Mm -hmm. I, i believe in goals but i don't believe in traditional goal writing like i used to but i still believe it part of the evolution of where you may or may not be Right. I still write goals, but I write them with a different mindset and with a different outcome. My point is, is I think how you find your purpose is you have to really go down to those very um, identity types of questions. What would make me happy? Mm. Why would that make me happy? Who do I want to be five years from now? What do I want to be? Where do I want to be? And if you write these things out and you test these things, it's like to me, I'm at this place now where it really matters nothing about what I do. It matters about who I do it with. Mm. And like and making sure that what I am building has complete unlimited scale at, 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 at its at its curve, right? When I'm building it. So to me, it's like finding your why is more about your identity of who you are, who you want to be, and how you can fall back when times get hard on, uh, it's like when times get hard, you have to be able to fall back on a conviction, a belief, even if it's a fake belief that you've subconsciously programmed in yourself. And that's what identity is to me, is it's testing subconscious beliefs even those that you've manipulated in your own life. Like I've had negative and bad things in my life and I did not know how to overcome them. So I actually replaced them with a, with a interestingly inaccurate subconscious neuro programmed like belief system that I knew was not real, but was able to overcome another area of my life Mm. that got me to this next place where now even more, I know my purpose. So putting yourself into a paradigm. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's like, and that's very difficult, but it's like to, to distill it for anyone listening, how do you find your purpose? I think you, you really have to ask those identity questions so that you feel like you're happy with the life that you're living. We're mm. such fickle human creatures. And at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, what do I want? Who do I want to be? Where do I want to be? When do I want to be there? And why do I want to be there? You have to do that whole who, what, when, where, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that why question is super important, dude. Because mm-hmm. super quickly you start to realize most of what you want is because you think you want it or you've been told you're supposed to want it or else program when you're a kid that you're going to want it. And understanding that, something really special my brother always told me. He said one of the most difficult things is knowing what you want from someone mm-hmm. and knowing why you want it. Wow. And that's really an th- authentic way to have a relationship. And anything other than that is actually kind of a farce. For sure. Like, and you can totally, it's like, I'm very honest with people with what I want from them, but I also am very fair. So I know that they're going to probably get something out of that as well. And if they don't, then we probably won't engage deeper in, in the business or whatever the thing it may be. Right. For All sure. Right, I'm sorry. I talked too much. No, 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 no. You're not. So, no, no. It's great, man. Solid content. You're not. So, you're, going, you're doing great. I love it. No, a lot of, a lot of what you're saying is, is, is huge is basically defining, defining what you want. And, and it's, it's key yeah. because you know, what, what can happen? And, and it happened to me. Um, 
I wrote down, I wrote down all the goals. You know, I thought I knew what I wanted and how I wanted it. And then I reached that level. I hit the amount of money that I wanted in my bank account. I had the beautiful wife, the house, the cars, the kids, but that I literally started back at square one. I fell in, back into depression, anxiety. I'm struggling. And now, whoa, hold on. What's, what's my real why? And, and you know, we, I had to build that back, right? What am I really doing this for? That's um, why I said, Ross, that's why I said, I think there's a purpose. There's a center of every single, like your relationship with your family, your kids and your wife. Each one of those has an individual purpose, mm-hmm. right? Your finances, what you want from finances, that has its own purpose. Your job, what what do you want from your job? That's your purpose. But then at the center of all of them, I think, and there are all these other tests, is your purpose. And I think the greatest way to find um, like a grounded centerness is having your purpose not be driven through outcomes, but okay. be driven through what I want, what my purpose is, is my purpose is to be aware and to be conscious. Mm, that's good. So then you never have to reiterate your purpose. That part of your decision-making is done. It's like, well, there's this really good business deal, but we got to do this shady thing. It's like, I have awareness and I'm conscious and that's not what I want to have my life be about. So at default, I'm out. I'm out. out. It's like, so to me, you have to have that part in the center really worked out. And that part helps actually build the purpose for all the other parts of your life. Right. Um, And then if you build it around outcomes you'll always be iterating those outcomes but if your outcomes are just part of the process you're actually practicing consciousness and surrender like you're being surrendered to life and you're experiencing life for all that it can offer you and again this is like a total it's like a total iteration it's all the time all the time constant (laughs) all the time it's so constant (laughs) it never goes the way you want it to that's awesome, man. Well, I do appreciate you coming on more than you could even imagine. Um, you know, I know that you, yeah, this is power packed, man. I, I, I'm going to probably go back to this and listen to it myself because there's a lot of good stuff in here. I guess, you know, my last question for you, it, you know, before we, we, we go our, our separate ways is during, uh, you know, this quarantine, this whole shift that everyone's in, right? I mean, it's, it's hard as a business owner. It's hard as a, you know, an entrepreneur, even it's, let's just face it. It's hard for everybody right now for people who are trying to be successful. It, it's an extra, you know, you got to push yourself a little extra to keep the ball rolling, right? Right. right? What would be one tip? And I guess, and you can even use your own practical experience. You know, I mean, I know you work until like four or five o'clock in the morning, every right? <laughs> lately, but I will get back to that when the basement is done, I will be doing the late nights. Yes. That's right. With your, with your laser show you got going on. <laughs> I love it, man. Um, so yeah, what would be one tip though? I mean, other than out grinding, you know, the, your next competitor. You know, I, I, I'm starting to meditate and think about what I want to see happen this year and set up for the next three, five, and 10 years. And it's always iterating that. That's an always a life. It's a, it's not like a new year's thing. It's a, oh, it's a life cycle thing. And I think that the advice that I give to everyone is execution is king. Mm-hmm. And it's Thanks. sometimes very difficult to be motivated when you're unmotivated. And so the only thing that will change that is small little steps, small steps in who you hang out with. I think I've always used to talk to you about this. If you used to go out on Friday, just don't go out on Friday. Just mm-hmm. change something in your life. Change one thing in your life. And, and, I, and I really believe in that word execution. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful for my mom. One That's of the awesome. things I learned from her, and I'm so thankful for my dad, is when my dad wanted to clean the freaking garage, it didn't matter if it was any time of the day, if he saw the garage or thought about the garage and he wanted to do it, he executed so fiercely on it. It didn't even matter. Right. Same with my mom execute. And I, awesome. I feel very blessed to have that as a very natural response to life. Like mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think that, you know, our lives are a depiction of the choices we've made at a sub subatomic level. It's simply just the choices that we've made. And so to make big changes in your life, you're never going to make big changes. Just make a very small change. So quit, quit beating yourself up over stupid crap. You know what I mean? It's like quit comparing yourself, quit wanting things. The only thing you should want I think that the only way you can be significant is when you realize you're not significant. The only reason you can matter on this earth is when you realize you don't matter. Wow. Because if you think you matter, you're going to live your whole life trying to make other people believe that you matter. And you're going to waste so much time not mattering. And so when you don't matter and you know you don't matter, <laughs> dropping it and right you're like, I'm just going to go do it. That's right. Because yeah. I'm doing it for the right reasons. And so small steps, that's my challenge. Stay in execution. Quit waiting to fix your you know, you know, your wall hanger that's tilted a little bit, or you've got to tighten the screw on your, you know, your, your toilet seat. I did three of those today. I've been ignoring that for three months. I'm about to get right. into next level, you know, execution. we just go do it, build it, create it. And, and, and I'm going to give a second challenge. My second challenge is I don't care if you have a job. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur or not, whatever you're at, whatever you're doing, build intellectual property, mm-hmm. build what's in your brain. Stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Go build it. If it's a novel, go write it. If it's a character, go create it. If it's a, a pitch deck, go build. Like build yeah. IP. That's right. IP. That intellectual property can make you everything you've ever wanted to make. And mm-hmm. not just money-wise. I mean, just in your life. It'll give you a lot of life. It'll give you a lot of excitement because That's it's something cool. you're putting into the universe. You know? Love it, man. Well, hey, and I just got I gotta, I gotta a comment on the thing that you said about your mom and dad. When dad wanted to clean the garage, he just did it. My, my wife and I have a term that we carry around the house. We call it blacking out. And her and I, her and I both do it. And it could be like I have all three kids with me and I see the garage or she sees something in the kitchen and boom, it's all oh black, blacked out. And you are just literally, we'll be in that task. And, and we know like, hey, you can't talk to that person right now because <laughs> in their mind, until it gets finished, they're not right. They're just not right. You're that's not right. right. So knock it out. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, thanks so much, Daniel, for coming on and uh, tell uh, you know Lizzie and the family.